0: Tuesday afternoon. This is the muster on Hokonui as we catch up with Jeff Grant, Northern Southland farmer these days. Jeff, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andy. How's everything in Balfour these days? A nice little bit of rain, I do believe, over the last thirty-six hours.
1: Yes, we got uh, about twenty-three inches here at the home farm, and you know some people got up around thirty-five. So it's uh, been a useful rain, and with the soil temperatures the way they are, uh, I think we'll find that this has been very helpful
0: we we'll just clarify that. I'd say you were thinking mils and not inches. Am I correct? That's correct. <laughs> um, it's always good though to get a bit of rain. It's like pennies from heaven, especially as the moment at the moment, as we well know. A um, couple of banking collapses in the US in the last couple of days, Jeff. What effect will this have on New Zealand?
1: Look, I don't think it, it'll be strong. Although the Sil- Silicon Valley was the sixteenth largest, and at one hundred and fifty billion is quite a sizeable bank. The other one, Signature, out of New York. It, it was about a $5 billion bank, so it's about the size of SBS. actually. Um, they were both uh, quite niche in the sort of markets they were working in, and the announcement by the President and the Treasury that they would match the deposits uh, that were held by depositors in the two banks uh, will bring a big relief, I think, to to a lot of people, and I think that will contain... And I was seen in the share market results earlier in, later in the day in New Zealand where it settled down because of uh, that announcement.
0: Still cracks me up to a degree. We talk about these days a banking institution only having, say, $5 billion involved. Uh, back 20 or 30 years ago, holy hell, that was a lot of money, but it just shows you how the cost of living, inflation, etc., everything has just gone in one direction.
1: Oh, absolutely. And look, I think there's a bit of truth in the statement that uh, banks capitalise Their profits and socialise their losses and this is another example of it where, you know, if it wasn't for central government um, there'd be a lot of people burning money today.
0: Coming up as well, the beef and lamb elections in the not too distant future. You could argue in the next week or two, Geoff. Yeah, just a good chance for people to realise this is their chance to go out there and use their democratic right as well. Yeah,
1: look, I think it is important um, it doesn't matter which side of the debate you're on. I think it's important that that farmers do get involved, while the levies they collect are probably less than one percent of their income, it's a, a reality that they do a range of activities. Um, you know, I think there's a bit of a sort of concentration on just the regulations issue in terms of this debate at the moment. But you know, they are uh, an organisation that does a lot across a range of activities, from on-farm through to market access, and so I think people just need to th- reflect and make sure that they're. Uh, voting for the right reasons.
0: And at the moment as well, with everything going on with the dry weather, uh, we've got these workshops that are in the pipeline too. No different to what we had last year, but it's just a good point for people to understand and realise that these organisations are here for benefit.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I'm slightly biased, having been the chairman of both Meat Mall in the earlier days and New Zealand Meekle, but I do think that um, the the range of activities that they're involved in, especially under the since they've been under the commodities levy, are much more focused towards the farm, and uh, I I think it is important. You know, there's a you know there's an argument on one side to send a signal to the government around the changes, but I think longer term, looking out, uh, you know, these are quite important in terms of the long term future of uh, both sheep and beef or dairy or whatever the organisation might be.
0: Good to finally see the lamb schedule move upwards at the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, look, I, it's it's hard to see that we're going to come to the end of the season and say it was a glorious year, but uh, I would like to think that these are indications that there's a bit of stability in the market. I think you'll see, uh, you know, the price indications later in the year for next year should be a bit more stable than they have been this year, which will be good to see.
0: We'll touch on this last night as well. political poll came out on Channel 1 regarding preferred Prime Minister Robert... Uh, preferred government, uh, who you'd like in there politically-wise. Um, interesting how all of a sudden it's come a lot tighter this race, hasn't it? Is it a case, Jeff, of Chris Hipkins having the limelight because of the disasters we've faced, or perhaps is it a case of Christopher Luxon just doesn't resonate with the general public?
1: I think there's a bit of both. Uh, I think, as always, in an opposition, they tend to hold off on their policy announcements till near the election. Uh, the difficulty national have got is to differentiate itself away from where Hipkins is taking the Labour Party and the government of the day. I think he's done quite well in terms of saying what are the things that are going to win us an election and what aren't. And, uh, you know, we're going to hear the cost of living is going to be the talk between now and Election Day, without any doubt at all. It's interesting that uh, they've decided on climate change. There are some policies that were not going to get the traction they thought they were when they first announced them, and so he's ditched them. I think that uh, he's shown to be reasonably uh, centre uh, rather than on the hard left, and so that will have an impact, I think, in the polls as well. Uh, for Luxton, I think it's just this continual problem you have as a leader of the opposition. You know, you're sort of muddling around in the ground when there's a major event that's hard to get exposure. But uh, the trend tends to look towards a narrow win for a centre-right. And I think David Seymour has played probably exceptionally well of all of them.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating how this pans out. But the argument could be, if you're a Labour supporter, is that they're going away from the Greens, who are there, um, going to be their coalition partner if they get um, elected in November October, sorry. But the problem is, um, Hipkins is saying, yeah, we'll jump into bed with the Greens, not a problem. But the Greens are starting to get frustrated at this policy that Labour's going away from what those uh, the previous Prime Minister initiated.
1: Yeah, but look, very smart by Hipkins. Because very the more smart, he shifts yeah. to the centre, the more the votes the Greens get. And so he's looking at what is what is what what is the likelihood of the Greens going elsewhere? Zilch. So on the basis of that, the more he moves to the centre, drops off a bit of the vote, goes to Greens, it just helps him get you know a coalition on the other side.
0: Just finally, Jeff, to show at the weekend. Uh, no doubt it sounded like a resounding success.
1: Yeah, look, I have um, remember first going to the show in about 1979. I was working in Towers and, you know, we spent two days setting up the dog troll uh, arena and a couple of marquees, you know, for a couple of trade people and a few ponies from the pony club. And to to what it is today, it just shows you, which we're seeing with quite a few of the AMP shows, to be honest, but... I'd have to say Wanaka is probably the best in New Zealand now, if not um, definitely better than Christchurch. It has a really good mix, and it was, you know, it was fantastic to see 40,000-odd people there again.
0: 1979, tell me you were driving a Falcon Ute.
1: No, no, I wasn't. I was driving a Humber 80.
0: <laughs> I'll let you off that. That was a couple of days ago, but mind you. but Yeah, absolutely massive event. Um, did you have a dog in the Jack Russell race?
1: Yes, but not the fourth year in a row. Not very successful. Three thousand was the prize. I mean, it's really, coming quite an event.
0: It's um, bonkers.
1: Sadly, uh, she took after ten metres and
0: chased a fluffy dog and <laughs> buried it into the ground. Might be time to look at your genetics, there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your time on the muster as always, Jeff. Have a great week. Cheers, will do. Jeff Grant there from Northern Southland. Northern Southland farmer these days. Great to have his musings. Coming up next for your Tuesday afternoon from Sergeant Dan Stockfeed, right here in Gore. Daryl Moyle's.